Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome back to episode two of Suckheads, the unofficial succession recap podcast. I did not say that in the first episode, and now I'm afraid that I'm going to get sued. So just to, just to state, <laughs> unofficial recap podcast. We will be with you every two weeks for the final season of Succession, season four. And here, ready to serve, like Tom Wamsgans, is my wonderful co-host, 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 Owen Keen. Owen, how are you? I'm great, Fanula. I said Keen as well. I went Keen, obviously Keen. My brain's not working. The sun is too good. The last two weeks of succession have been also too good. How have you been? Like, what has it been like watching these episodes? Like, it has kicked up a gear in such a significant way. It's been it's been so stressful. Um, very very enjoyable, but also very stressful. As I think I said to you, I was like, I feel as if I need a G and T and a cigarette after every episode that I watch. <laughs> you know, I'm just like shaking. I'm like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Especially after episode three, and you said we were like, do we need to do this every week? I was like, oh, because I mean, Honestly. the most obvious plot twist ever in some ways, but also who could have seen it coming? Like I still, everyone would remember where they were when they watched episode three, season four of Succession. Absolutely. And I remember I, w- I was at home and I, me- I remember you, you had said this before, how you, it's, it's a very bad idea to watch Succession around like your parents, people who don't watch the show, but I was down in Clare. So I just put it on. It was like, it was Monday morning. It was bank holiday Monday and I was watching it. And then my mouth just dropped. And then my mother was like, what's, what's going on? I was like, he's dead. <laughs> it was like, oh my, it was just, it was awful. But then like part of the magic of that episode was, this is obviously we're talking about when Logan Roy 
um, passed away in a very uh, undignified uh, end on that plane. But it was, it was so confusing, which I suppose which is, it shows the brilliance of the show that, you know, people were kind of getting tidbits of information every now and then and weren't fully sure of what was happening. So for like, for me, for the viewer watching, you were like, is he dead? Has this happened? Uh, uh, you know, what's going on? It was, oh my God, it was so good. But again, so stressful. My heart was literally in my mouth. And it wasn't spoiled for you, was it? No. So I, but I woke up on that and I was like, I need to actually watch this now. I'd seen some people complain about having it spoiled for them. Mm. So I just literally shut down uh, Twitter and I was like, okay, I'm not even on on Instagram. Because suddenly there'll just be some, some meme page completely ruins it. So I was like, no, I need to go watch it right now. Was it spoiled for you? Ish wasn't really I think I'd seen the screenshot of the because I, I follow like no context succession and like a couple of the like HBO is I don't want to say they're really bad for spoiling but like they'll have screenshots and like clips up kind of immediately and like there's a heavy implication obviously behind some of the clips you know what I mean and then when you think about it after the fact you're like oh yeah that's really obvious so I had the minute I was in the app like I'd see something would kind of go across my eyeline so there was one where it was the three of them hugging Again, I didn't interpret too much from that, but I was like, what? I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. And someone had flagged it with me. Someone was like, stay off the internet. Something is going to be spoiled for you. And at that point, I was like, okay, someone dies. Someone dies. Can't be Logan. It can't be the oldest man. The man is oldest time yeah. in the show. Absolutely not. But no, I actually, I managed to kind of sneak past it well enough. Uh, but I was the same. I said to Keen, I was like, we have to watch it this evening. We cannot let it go any longer. Because I knew, again, because my job is so online, I was like, I'm not going to be able to avoid this. Like, we need to watch it. And I need to know every little thing that happens. Absolutely. Like, I, I was literally texting people who I know were fans of the show. And I was like, do watch it immediately. Do not go on the internet. But I get, like, like I've never seen an episode of TV. I feel as if I'm like, it's like watching history, which is like, <laughs> probably a bit sad from my point of view. But um, <laughs> like, you know, but like I had friends who like literally sent me eight minute voice notes talking about what they had just seen. It's it, it, like it was just it was the discussion of every group chat that I'm in. Of I, I, I was texting people who I haven't spoken to in ages being like, what did you think of Succession? You know, it was just it completely. Yeah, it was just of the of the psychiatrist, I guess. I wanted to talk about it with everyone, every single person, the dogs on the street. But first and foremost, you. Uh, so we'll get into this episode, Connor's Wedding this episode in which Logan Roy, RIPs, uh, I want to run to you, can't believe you're gone, et cetera, et cetera, however that Wayne Rooney <laughs> tweet goes. Uh, before he dies, uh, we see Logan on the way to meet Matson. He's a plan to take out Sid at ATN. He's not going to Connor's wedding. Uh, the rest of them are on the way to get the plane in which he inevitably kicks the bucket. Logan asks Roman to off Jerry. Roman is very stressed about that. He's about to get even more stressed, which he doesn't even realise, which is stressful for us as the viewer. Willa is a bit allergic. Her mom's there having a great time. Uh, Connor is slightly stressed about food. Willa's mom. Can we talk about Willa's mom? Willa's she's mom. She's having the time of her life. She's had like this beautiful <laughs> bougie boutique wedding. She's going to like a funeral and she's filling up her, her plate with all the hors d'oeuvres and all the entrees. She's just happy to be there. I mean, we all should bring a bit of Willa's mom energy to our lives. I think we'd be much happier as a result. Truly, that's the kind of positivity that I want in my life. <laughs> uh, Kendall and Shiv arrive to the wedding uh, and they're dressed for a funeral, which again, should have been telling. One of the kind of foreshadowing things a lot of people said. And they're brought up to this top deck for the VIPs because the wedding is, they're not. it's not taking place on a boat, but they're getting the boat to 
somewhere. Is it Ellis Island in front of the Statue of Liberty? I have that I right, think so. right? Yeah, I, I think it, they're, they're getting married in front of the Statue of Liberty, which is, again, ironic. But anyway, because, I mean, it's Connor just... has never been liberated in his whole life. So Connor Roy was interested in politics from a young age, just FYI, just so everyone knows. <laughs> um, they're brought up to the top deck of this boat then because they have the boat separated out into like the nobodies and like the VIPs. So obviously fam is up the top and they're having this conversation where, you know, the guys are wondering what what is going to happen with Logan talking to Matson and the deal and everything like that. And Connor's like convinced he's going to come. So then there's a conversation where it's like, Shiv, you need, to, you need to tell Connor and this needs to be, we're majorly faffing here. We see her getting calls from Tom, like repeated calls from Tom, which she does not answer or occasionally declines, which again, proved to maybe not be great. Um, and then it's Roman gets the second call in which he is told that Logan Roy has collapsed in the bathroom in the plane. It's not looking good. He's getting chest compressions. Tom doesn't really know how to communicate this. And they're all basically giving their kind of final goodbyes to their dad, even though he's probably already dead. And it's just what starts is one of the most like powerful scenes in television I think I've ever watched. An incredible performance from Sarah Snook and like Karen Culkin as well, I have to say. Like we've seen Jeremy Strong can do it. We know he can do it with those sad hush puppy eyes. The two of them out of the bag, out of the bag. It's insane. I was watching it. I think I, I think both you and I had said that we cried watching it because it was actually like looking at somebody who had genuinely lost their father. And they were kind of like, it was not only was it grief, but it was also the panic of, of the, there being certain things left unsaid. There was the the kind of like the, the disbelief at that, that this is happening. I think like when they went and they, when um, I think Jeremy Strong went and grabbed Shiv, um, Sarah Snook, and, and she turned and she's like, is it mom? And it's like, it's just shows again, like if somebody came up to you and you know, when you, you know, when you realize and you, re- you, you can almost sense that something is wrong. Mm. And it's like, that's the way I felt. I was, I was watching it getting goosebumps. You, what you've described there is very well. It's like the start of that, of that episode. <clears throat> and, but just when the news starts to filter through, we get this like, I think what is a 27 or 28 minute scene of the complete confusion that comes when somebody like, when something like this happens. You have everyone running in, as you say, like, I mean, it's almost heartbreaking that they're putting the phone close to his ear and they're all getting to say their final goodbyes. You see them working on Logan's body. You know, it's kind of a lost cause. As I say, like, I mean, they're literally up in the air and they're contacting people who are on the ground, who are on a boat. I'm like, the Logan, the Roy's need to stop traveling. <laughs> they are so rich. They need to stay away from all modes of transport. Like, boats, planes, cars at weddings. Like it, it's just it never works out well for them. Anyway, um, just go, just travel by foot. There's a lot to be said exactly. for being a pedestrian. I would say, hundred <laughs> percent. It is just, but um, so like, the acting. Oh my god! Like it, I, I goosebumps, goosebumps. Actually, just thinking about it, um, and it was just so, 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 so good. And it, and again, I, I, I was so surprised that I actually started getting emotional because even and we we start, we discussed this in the first episode of this uh, unofficial podcast. Where we like, you know, Logan Roy, <laughs> emphasis on unofficial people. Too. Um, Logan Roy is like this demon character who's just turned completely evil. And we even saw glimpses of that at the start where he's just like casually dispatching Jerry. And he's saying that Sid, who is the head of ATN, the news company, is also on the way out and whatever. And, you know, there's big changes afoot and he's going to, and we saw his like manic speech. Uh, in front of all the employees, and then suddenly he's reduced. I suppose as we all are, it's very it gets us all thinking about. I think that's what I said to you. Like, it gets, it gets me thinking about, you know, where, the, where, how we'll all end up. And 
you know, if there's certain things left unsaid, it was just very, very powerful TV. So it really should be commended. So well done, Succession. Good job, guys. Good job. Yeah, the mortality aspect of it all kind of just made me feel, obviously it's so good and like it, the fact that it's able to evoke these feelings, but just like so grim, the fact that it could all be gone tomorrow and you yeah. like death comes for us all. There's no, what's the word, like airs and graces about it. Like you could be in a private jet bathroom and just gone like that. It doesn't discriminate, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. And even, I suppose you can see that you can apply that with the grief that they feel. And it's so funny because, you know, like these people are monsters. If these people were in real life, I would loathe them if they were real people. But I was, I remember when hearing that call and hearing Roman get that call and Tom talk about it, I could feel the blood drain from my body. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening now. And then there is that thing, and they do it really well, that it's like, you're kind of in denial along with Roman where it's like, well, sure, we don't know. We're not seeing the body. I thought they did that really well. It was just like... Jaw-dropping. Oh, jaw-dropping. So good. But what did you think of the context of his death? Did you want something bigger for Logan Roy or did you think in the end it actually was... It kind of worked. Yeah, fitting. I think I think in a certain way it was fitting because as I say, he's been... He had become such a negative character and he'd almost, I think, viewed himself as being invincible to the point that he was actually willing to miss his own son's wedding to go and rescue a deal with this weirdo Swedish billionaire who's like an so alt-right. Weird. Yeah, weirdo. Um, and like he was just willing to forego everything and because he thought he was, as I say, invincible. And then to see him reduced to that, as you say, after having gone to the bathroom. But why is there always this theme of, you know, it's such a terrible ending? You know, Elvis died in the bathroom as well, they always say. And, you know, it's just like, anyway, it, it, that he had gone in and, Logan and, Roy would and, love being like being considered one of the great in like the line of great celebrity death where it's like I also died on the toilet with Elvis <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he but would love like, that oh, he's, he's just one step away from dying on a sandwich like Mama Cass from the Mamas and the Poppets <laughs> <laughs> you know what oh I mean oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> poor Mama, Mama Cass R.I.P. 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 poor one up <laughs> <laughs> but then to see as well, so like literally when they're still working on the body, that his people, the closest people to him, his like consigliaries who were there on the plane with him, start talking and starts thinking about the stock price and putting together a statement, trying like stave and start thinking about literally succession again. It just shows that like, did he waste his life? Uh, mm. Like, I mean, he said it in the previous episode that he loves his children. He, and he, and he, it seemed that he was trying to like put, uh, set about a, a rapprochement of some kind of way, shape or form. But in the end, he died with his mistress kind of like looking on agog and all his best friends plotting to save um, their their share prices. It was just, I just thought it was very, it just shows, I suppose, the brutality of the corporate life. Mm. But there's a part of me that thinks then as well that he just would not give two hoots about it. I think he would just be very, in some ways, very matter of fact about the, like, that's life mm. we roll on. And we kind of see that with the next episode with, the board meeting and how the kids are navigating grief, but also attempting to wrangle back control and actually succeed, mm. hence the title. Um, what do you think of all the kids' individual reactions to the death? And also the fact that it took them 15 minutes to tell Connor on his I wedding day. I was screaming at the TV. I was like, Connor needs to know. <laughs> Kills you know, me. Like, again, they just completely forget about Connor. It's just, it turns mm. into like, they're so self-centered. Like, they're so narcissistic. I don't know. It was just like, 
it was awful. It was like Roman, you could just see, was. I feel so sorry for Roman and Shiv in this series, in this season. I, even though I know that, as you say, like they're probably awful people, but like, I I thought it was what I felt it would be like to watch somebody actually learn that their parent had passed away. But then it was kind of weird again that they all started. They they all kind of came together and they. It just shows like how trained they are to always put the business first. And like towards the end of the episode, they were also thinking of the, you know, they were thinking of the business as well. It was, I, I thought it was supremely interesting. And then also like to see, you know, because um, obviously Shiv gave the, um, the, she spoke, she gave the press conference at the very end at the airport when they had gone to meet, let's say the body. Do you know that that was based on Ghislaine Maxwell? I heard this on the podcast. Yeah. Which was so interesting. I was fascinated. So I actually then ended up looking up like her speech. So Ghislaine Maxwell obviously is Jeffrey Epstein's, I mean, I don't know how to describe her, but she's also in jail. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's, you know, it's like you know, I think yeah. people can fill in the gaps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and her dad was like a media tycoon who fell off slash maybe was pushed off his um, boat, which was all, also called the Ghislaine. I mean, the levels, it's just so weird. And she gave oh a press conference God. on the boat where she first of all thanked the media. Just as Siobhan did. She's like, thanks to the media for their, like, respecting their wishes. Anyway, it's really, really chilling to watch both. Um, but uh, I, again, I just thought it was like, when, so you can see that they're all, the, the, the plotting starts almost immediately, which again, just like, as in Logan was literally yet to be transported from the plane. Um, and the only person I thought, I, like, uh, the only person who wasn't thinking of the business by the end of the episode, which I thought again was kind of sad, was, was Logan's security detail. Mm, Colin. Who was like looking at the plane in like complete awe while Kerry, his mistress, was getting into the back of the car. I was like, girl, you lost those privileges. <laughs> you are not allowed to get into the back of the limo. He's dead, babe. Babe, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. You should have put CPR to keep going because you have lost everything. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what do you think about the fan theory that maybe, and I can't remember if you said this as well, but a couple of other people have said it since, and since watching episode four, which I know we'll talk about later, the potential that she is maybe pregnant. And I know we talked about it at the start of Sockheads and about maybe that she's not because maybe her true ambitions were actually to be on TV or whatever. Some people were saying that's why she was reacting weird on the plane. Other people were saying that's a very normal in inverse commas response to grief for some people some people don't get sad some people just get like fucking weirdly happy and like laughing and they can't control themselves what do you think are you team pregnant or team not pregnant i don't i don't know if i'm team anything yet. um i think i don't think we've seen the last of her i know we'll, we'll probably talk about like her very brief but very um uh, what's the word very important i guess appearance in episode mm. four um, where Kerry comes comes to the wake and she's very swiftly dispatched again. Um, I don't think we've seen we've seen the end of her, but um, yeah, it, it was weird. As as Tom as Tom said, what the fuck? You know, I, I love that. <laughs> but it's uh, maybe we, I guess we, we can talk about uh, definitely when it comes into episode four as well. It just it definitely does seem that like anyone who was close to, who depended on Logan for their uh, and their proximity to Logan and their support from Logan for their power is completely shut out now. Yeah, um, so case in point, Tom, of, because you have oh, like even all of Logan. Yeah, you've the scene in where he's they're all trying to sort things. Him and the old guard, like Carl and Katarina and uh, everyone else, and he get, takes a moment to step out and he calls Greg and he's like, "Get the logistics folder. We're still on the wiser as to what that logistics yeah. folder entails." I but he, about that. but he knows now. And again, we see this in episode four, honeymoon states, where he's kind of 
the old guard are starting to shut him out because it's like his only in was Logan. Like Logan clearly, when they did that, you know, usurp when he did the usurping of the kids, Logan was like, maybe you do actually have like a bit of backbone to you. I don't know if he ever saw him actually being a successor, but I definitely think he could see them maybe replace him maybe replacing like a Jerry or a Carl, you know, that kind of way. Jerry and now- isn't going anywhere. I think that's one thing we need to do. And I fully welcome that. Like oh, when, when Logan was like, we need to can Jerry. I was like, no, not Jerry. And then by the end of it, who's laughing? <laughs> like Jerry is just literally walking around. Karma by Taylor Swift is blaring in her earphones. She is having the time of her life. She's wearing a ridiculous hat. Uh, she's, you know, she's won. Jerry. Moral of the story. Never come for Jerry. Never come for Jerry. What did you think of that scene with Roman and Jerry? Because that even becomes before the death. So obviously he's tasked with like getting rid of her and they have this really awkward relationship where they were sexting for a while. She wasn't actually, can you call it sexting if someone doesn't text back? I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. They had that weird thing. It was harassment. Yeah, actually, you know what? Let's call it what it was. It was harassment. Um, they had that weird dalliance in the last season, which kind of came to a massive blows. Uh, and there has been massive, there has been a massive amount of inter- interaction there. But he obviously still cares about her in some weird, fucked up, mommy issues way, and he finds it really hard. And she's also very taken aback. And to be honest, I think it's more taken aback that it's coming from Roman. So I wonder, is there a thing of like, I can't believe you're back in the fold. I didn't know this. I can't believe this is coming from you. I don't know why it's me when as she very well made the point, she danced them through a fucking rainstorm. Like, she has been, she has the intelligence, she is capable, in comparison to a lot of these other, in comparison to the kids, and in comparison to the older lads. Like, she has, she's got it. Give her the company. Give her the keys. I'm telling you, Jerry could be the next, she could be the next CEO. I wouldn't bet against her, that's for sure. I thought it was like, maybe this is one thing, like, where Logan actually let his emotions get the better of him. Normally, he's very, like, clear-sighted about this, and he can make a very difficult decision, even if it means betraying like his own children, but he found the whole thing with um, Roman, his son, and Jerry, his lawyer, who's far older than Roman, to be so weird. Remember he like he, he had like a real visceral reaction mm. and he was like, Jerry, Jerry's a fucking dinosaur. Didn't, didn't he say something like that? And then yeah. I, I think that's why he purposely like sent Roman to fire Jerry. So basically because he knew that that would like, like completely destroy any relationship that they could ever have. And it would get rid of Jerry eventually. Now, obviously, him dying kind of puts the kibosh on that. Jerry's back in the fold. And then at the end, one of the most heartbreaking things is where, you know, Roman comes into it and he's like, um, again, he just can't articulate himself, but he does say, oh, I'm sad. I think I feel kind of sad. And she's just like, okay, I'm going to leave you alone. Oh, and I was like, oh, poor Roman. Killed me. But then again, why just. are we feeling sorry for somebody who unsolicitedly sends dick pics? But I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't, don't ask, don't ask me to examine my brain that closely because I just can't, all right? Don't ask me to, why I fancy Roman Roy, even though he's the most apprehensible person, character on TV ever. Just, he's also my little tiny baby boy and I have to take care of him. And it makes me sad when he's sad. Oh my God. I thought the ending was really good as well with the... Oh, actually, sorry. I think it's funny that when you bring up the dinosaur comment, I totally forgot about that. But when Logan goes on about, like, I can't believe you're texting Jerry and she's so old, when it's like, you're going to carry and Carrie's barely... Carrie. Barely had her prom, like, you know what I mean? Honestly. And the one the one previous to that was Holly Hunter. And the and that was even, like, that. there was a weird... That was a weird dynamic. And she's even older than... He keeps on going for younger women and younger women. And it's like, it's nothing, it shows that, you know, the misogyny of Logan Roy. Yo, I love it. We love an ally. Thanks, Juan. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for speaking up for women everywhere. 
Yeah, Logan Roy was having one too many phone calls with the Leonardo DiCaprio, I'd say. Um, I thought the ending was really good and I thought it really showed how they were all kind of dealing with it and how in denial Roman was. The fact that he had to go see the body, whereas Logan, not Logan, uh, Kendall had like accepted it, but you're still seeing him like really cut up, but it's the most united they've ever been. They're being like nice to each other in a way that siblings are like, and again, that's, that's one thing, like wealth divides us all, but brothers and sisters are always going to have those relationships where they're kind of, Kendall's like, you're, you're going to be so fucked. And Roman's like, well, you're going to be so fucked, whatever. And they're kind of like half bickering about that, but in a way that's like meant with so much love. And it's so hard watching that scene where they hug at the end at the airport. No One, knowing they improvised it. And two, even before having watched Honeymoon States, knowing that it wasn't going to last, knowing that this, it was imminently going to be ripped apart. But do you ever notice that like the moments when the, those three siblings come together and they are at their closest are always the ones that it's like the most tragic. It's like where Kendall finally commi- um, admitted, admits the fact you know, that the accident with the waiter in um, at, at Shiv's wedding. And then, so, I mean, that's obviously an awful situation. And then their, their father is dying. That's what, again, brings them together. But you know, it's going to be only like, it's basically going to be temporary. And that is what I think is the most heartbreaking thing, but also very true. I mean, siblings do they fall in they fall out with each other and i thought that was again like a very very true and a very honest and a very raw uh depiction of a family and that's again why i just thought it was really good hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you think any of them at this point are thinking about themselves and their position within the company? I feel like the obvious answer is yes, and they never stop thinking about it, but... That's, yeah. There's a, but there's a part of me that kind of thinks Kendall is maybe the only one, but not even in a... Not in not in as a ruthless a way as he is in the next episode. Like, when he talk, as you said, when he talks about, like, what we do now reflects on the family and everything like that. But I feel like they're doing it representing each other as a trio and the same with Shiv talking to the press. I don't think at this point it's hit them yet that it's like no. maybe the race is back open again because daddy go bye-bye. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that the reason that they're so united is because they're all at the same level of power, which is that they all, no, none of them has more power than the other, if that makes sense. So they, they, I think, are they believe themselves to be stronger and united. And of course, that all changes in episode four. Mm. Let's talk about episode four because I think this is the funniest episode so far, which is hard because every episode has just been so funny. So for anyone that doesn't know, the interesting thing about this season as well is that it's like concurrent days. So this 
is the day after now, I the have day. issue with this. Okay, was, talk I, I to me. Like, I was like, there's no way that all of this happens every day. I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's exhausting. How is this all happening in one in 10 days? I, I, I was watching it with my friend Dara. And he was like, oh, it's, it's, it's like we were, every episode is one day. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> as, if, as if it was his fault. <laughs> I was like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> don't be insane. Well, look, they don't eat, as we've seen. These rich people do not eat. And they don't, I don't think they really sleep, to be honest. I know we got a scene of Kendall looking forlorn. And like, that, that's how I look hungover in the bed, where you're just looking around bleary-eyed. But I don't know. It's Yeah, the timeline is a bit nuts to... <laughs> get used to but it is also just I think it's mad that Americans do like again not I'm not speaking for every American here but the way they do their bachelor party or their bachelorette party like the day before the wedding that's which would how, never happen and that would never happen here because half of them would be in another country if it was a stag and if it was a hen you'd be like sick on your dress and your hair you know what I mean you wouldn't be able to I mean I yeah I, I've been to so many stag parties I mean I'm surprised that they even happened like two months within you know before before the wedding <laughs> You're like, like that's I not enough to, like, recovery time. Exactly. Like they need to enter like a rehabilitation program up. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh my god, it, it is crazy. But yeah, it's the it's the next day. Kendall's in bed looking like sad Elmo. Just he's the sad isn't he just like sad human elbow? Like if Elmo had flesh and sad eyes and just cried what all the time. A horrid sentence. <laughs> if Elmo had flesh. <laughs> That's sounding like that. everyone turning off the, turning off the podcast. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> this is enough for me. Pause. <laughs> uh, but then we have our next big plot twist of the season, or maybe not. Shiv is pregnant. She is literally mother. Were you shocked? Yes. She is mother. She swam in Mother Lake. <laughs> well, I've so I've had this theory for ages because I always felt as if they were putting her, dressing her in clothes that didn't properly fit her. Mm. So and then and then I also noticed that she didn't drink when she arrived at Connor's wedding. I missed this. And then when I put up the succession screen box on my Instagram, someone said she's been declining drink for this entire entire season so far. I was like, how do you notice this shit? I'm so jealous. But how how are you not trained to do it now as an Irish person? Whenever I go out, any of my friends and one of the girls is like, oh no, I'm not drinking. I'm like, <laughs> you, you know that you know you know that TikTok filter where it like turns you into a rash and it's like. When you overhear someone like arguing on a plane, that's uh, every Irish person when they hear someone after drinking, it's like, what? Yeah. Huh? What? Yeah. I'm on antibiotics. Bullshit. You're pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. So you'll have to get up very early to get past Owen Keen, girls. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say on that. Anyway, yeah, she's pregnant. So you kind of had a, to be honest, I kind of abandoned this as well as the Kerry theory. I was like, uh, mate, I, it wasn't in my head. And I think, some of the stuff with the wardrobe, I was like, okay, that's because Sarah Snook is pregnant or like was very, like early yeah. kind of on her pregnant. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then it was like, I think they what say think she's 20. First? What did I think at first? Yeah. Wait, what, do you think Sarah Snook becoming pregnant? They were like, okay, let's write this in. Or was it always their plan for Shiv to become pregnant? Even so though for seven to- I, I thought they wrote it in, but then I listened to the official Succession podcast, which I do recommend. It's very good. And they, on the most recent episode, they interview Sarah Snook. And she's saying that they knew for a while that they were going to write this in and it was going to be a thing. Um, Did which she mention I think... anything about being in Dublin in 2016? <laughs> but, I think, but I think I saw her in the blackboard. Did she mention a lovely um, journalist <laughs> from Clare, a near shore, if you will, with a graw for Gwelga? No, she didn't, I'm afraid. I'm so sorry. But it was a short interview. I'm sure she just didn't have time. I'm sure we she just have to time. get her on this show. 
I wonder would she? There's no, none of them will come anywhere near this podcast. But could you, I mean, you could send, theoretically send in a media request. I mean, you know. I feel I'm like. Sure we have listeners. Surely we could get Hugo or something, you know what I mean? We're not going to get one of the big dogs, but like maybe, well, we won't get Hugo now that I'm after calling him not a big dog. So we're, we were talking about the timelines earlier and the difficulty around them. But I think where that kind of comes up again is Shiv being pregnant. Because I don't know if you heard this. So like she's booking in for her 20-week scan. I don't know how far along she is now. Well, Where is this season in comparison to last season? Yes, yeah, so you are an expert on maternity leave. So if you could chime in, please, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, it was me and like my two other friends who were both gay. We were like, wait, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> what is a pregnancy? You <laughs> <laughs> just be like, these crazy girls, what are they up to? <laughs> but no, my question was, who is the father? And my I, question is, whenever any of my friends tell me that they're pregnant. <laughs> Your poor friends. It has to be Tom. I think when I watched it with Kean, I was, yeah, I was like, maybe it's not Tom's. And then afterwards I thought of it, I was like, I'm just being contrarian. Like it has to be. It if you were to, to if you were to take it that the timeline is as soon after season three, it's Tom. Because they were talking about it. Yeah. You're presuming there's some fumblings in the dark going on at that point. I don't know. Who else could it be? We haven't seen anything else. Uh, to be honest, I'd be really annoyed if it's like your man from season one that she's hooking up with or someone kind of like random. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because we won't have seen it. Like, I don't want any of this. It happened off camera. Fuck that. Like, let it be Tom. Let it be the two E raw dogging. That's too much. I'm so sorry. But, you know, they were sorting out eggs and shit and all their bits. Like, so maybe they didn't have to write. Maybe they just mashed them together. This is oh. awful. Please start talking. Don't start talking about something else, please. <laughs> anyway, who do you think it is if it's not Tom? I don't know. Maybe Stewie. Because, you know... Oh, but when, he wears, <laughs> when he wears that turtleneck. <laughs> Stewie and Kendall are together. Have you even been on TikTok? People ship them so hard. <laughs> I, <laughs> when I saw They're him together. come back and he was, wearing, he was wearing the turtleneck, I nearly dropped. I was like, oh my God. Stewie is back. Stewie supremacy. If ever there was someone you'd want to arrive at your, I don't know, relations wake and you're a bit sad, Stewie coming in those doors and his finest wares, I'd be like, oh, this is, this is making the grieving just a little bit easier. Just a little bit easier. Um, this episode also brings the return of Marsha. So Logan's current wife, estranged, separated. There was talk of her at the start of the season. She's in Milan shopping forever. She's back from Milan looking better than ever more ruthless than ever. The kids are surprised to see her. She says that herself and Logan spoke intimately every evening. Do we believe that? I shuddered when I heard that. I was like, no, obviously not. She's just she's just positioning herself as chief mourner so that she can swoop in and like get, accumulate again as much power as possible. And we saw it when she sold the apartment to Connor for 63 million. We had a very quick deal. I love the way she spat into her hand. It very much reminded me of like my father buying, you know, <laughs> like a calf or something. Cattle, like cattle. Yeah, literally. And like <laughs> Connor, Connor was so shocked, sh- sh- like shook that she had done that. And then he had to like, he had to copy her. Um, no, welcome back to Marsha. She knows what she's doing. She knows, she's not an idiot. I mean, like the whole idea of her being in Milan shopping, like <laughs> forever. She, that was the arrangement that she had made with Logan. And she, she wasn't, they weren't divorced, right? No, I don't think so because she wouldn't like why. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I, but I just don't think. I feel like these things take forever, and there's part of being this just like it wasn't even a priority for Logan at that point. And as you said, they obviously had some arrangement worked out where it was like, bye bye, go do whatever you want. Let's just keep it the way it is. Maybe out of convenience or something, but this is now 
Well, it hasn't bit longer than the ass because he's in, I was about to say in heaven, he's in hell, RIP. Um, but it's kind of biting the others in the ass. There's a really good, and I link it below, as well as the Ghislaine Maxwell thing you were on about. But there's a really good piece, and I think it's The Strategist, where they worked out whether uh, Connor actually got a good deal on the apartment. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, it's like a lot of it is a soundstage, but the outside of it is based on a real apartment. Um, and apparently he paid like 19 million too much. Too much. I, I link it below, yeah, which makes sense. Well, I was, this is on a side note, I was like, how many effing rooms are in this apartment? Every time that they're they're opening up a new a set of double doors, I was like, how big is this place? How it's huge. Oh my God. I'd love a gaff there. Wouldn't you just, it's amazing. And I was like, it's like one of those places in New York that it could only exist in New York. And like, again, like Manhattan is like, you know, this tiny island and everyone's like so overcrowded and then these people have this sumptuous like almost like palatial homes. I was like, mm. oh, I'm just like upset. There's a hundred percent rooms in that apartment that Logan Roy has no idea about. Like never, there's never closets. Seen. Yeah, a hundred percent. Were you surprised that it wasn't Greg that ratted uh, and leaked the news about uh, Logan's death, and that it was actually Hugo's daughter? I was wondering what was going on there oh with that um, theory. Did you not realize that? that? Yeah. No. Now, he could well have told someone else, but it seems like the main leak came from Hugo's daughter because we see him having, he's the PR comms guy, and we see him having this conversation where he's talking about getting fucked in the ass with this, by, uh, I need to phrase this carefully, but yeah, basically saying that he's been like fucked over massively by his daughter. Um, he told her she seemingly leaked the news uh, because she, or maybe tipped people off because she sold all her stock pro- prior to it going really, really public. Um, were you surprised by that? So it must have been her and not Greg. I, I, I am I am surprised by it because I'm only realising it right now. <laughs> that that's what I mean. gathered anyway. I could be totally wrong, but that's, that's what I That's very, very intelligent. Me. Well done. Um, Thank you. No, I thought, like, obviously what she was doing was insider trading. She knew that the uh, Hugo was like, the stock price is going to fall once Logan's death is announced. Sell now, but then it must tip people off. That must have been it. Mm. That's super interesting. Okay, yeah, I am surprised by that. But and I think that... That reinforces my point that, like, Greg is an idiot. Greg's not going to come out on top. Well, did you find Greg's... I found Greg's behaviour to be so stupid. Someone I was on Twitter and was like, oh, we really see how sly and, like, uh, devious Greg is. I was like, no, we don't. He's, a, he's an idiot. I mean, but, like, in what sense? Like, exactly. Like, it's just... It's it's stupid behaviour. It's not, I like, anything... Marsha is going to listen to him. I think Marsha is going to keep him around. <laughs> Marsha was like, get away from me, you human string bean. She is cashing checks. <laughs> she is throwing mistresses out the window. She does not want a six foot seven lump to be following her around. Forget no. it. Greg is over. No, he's over. What did we make of the piece of paper found in Logan's safe? A non-legally uh, binding document uh, that uh, seemingly listed Logan Roy's wishes upon his death, including a line that said he wanted Kendall to, to take over the company, uh, but shortly after there was a pencil addendum added in which it seemed like there was either a line drawn under Kendall's name or through Kendall's name. What do we think? Do you think it's through the name or do you think it's underlining the name? So initially I thought it was underlining and the more I've sat on it and the more I've listened to podcasts, the more I think it's uh, a strike through. Like I just think there's no way he came back to that document. Logan does everything with so much purpose that there's no way he came back to that to be like, I'm going to underline this so they know I'm serious. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I think it's a line through. What do you think? I think absolutely. There's no reason that he would go back to underline it. So then no. it, has to be a, it, has, it has to be a strike, it has to be a strike through. So basically, it was once his plan to give Kendall the, 
to give Kendall the what you call it, the company. It seems to have come basically from four years ago. So this is before Kendall decided that he was going to overthrow his father and mm. basically, as someone said, try to put him in jail like 12 times since then. <laughs> so I think Logan obviously is a, in a, 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 a what's the word, an act of revenge has decided to strike through. But uh, interestingly, doesn't, like it doesn't doesn't there's no one else who's named that could possibly take over yeah I thought that was very interesting and it's a remark Kendall makes himself so like obviously it's the old guard find this it's Frank Carl and or sorry I think it's Frank finds it and then brings in Carl to be like I have this document what do you think we should do yeah did you know then brings in Jerry we need to keep this a secret but then they were slowly telling everyone at the party I was like you're the worst secret holders of all time but I think they did that deliberately because I think they knew it would split up the gang like I think they knew it would plant seeds and because it's not legally binding in a lot of ways it doesn't really mean anything but I think they knew or maybe the guys the lads didn't know but I think Jerry then was able to be like this is the grenade that we need Um, and just the way these parties go it's like Chinese whispers everyone else hears everything then so I think that's why like but as you said there's no other name on the document uh, Shiv and Roman aren't really taking it that seriously Kendall is obviously has a heart on now because he's like hey, it was me it was always me it was you it was always you I don't know what that movie it is but anyway um, he <laughs> is thinking that this makes sense like this, this is dying wishes this is what he would have wanted you know even if it's just in the interim whatever blah 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 and like Shiv's like but is it a, is it a strike through or is it an underline and he's like well it sure as fucking shit doesn't say Shiv and that line that's where we're seeing the cracks. This is, we're entering Kendall Roy killer mode. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. Here he is. Strap yourselves in. He's going evil, evil. That's, the, that's exactly right. I was like, oh my God, we've, we, Kendall has become Logan because he's just completely like, he has just destroyed Shiv. You can just see it in her face that she's so like taken aback with how he's basically betrayed her. You know, and but it's and it's what you said is so true. I mean, I'm it must well, we're just saying it's Jerry because she's the only one with with any brains left in that in that whole building. <laughs> but she must have seen that yes, this would completely break up the trio. Uh, and because Kendall seems to be picked, even and like, but I, 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 it's it also plays to his insecurity because he'd always be wondering, did my father strike through my name? So, mm. like, I mean, it's just it's the foundation is so um poor. And then I want, will we see this later, but I think he really views this as a test. But in the meantime, so he's trying to get the siblings to kind of row and bind him to be like, we'll do the three of us together, but like it'll be me and Roman fronting. If further back in the kitchen, we have uh, the lads, uh, Carl, Frank and Jerry kind of battling it out themselves as to why they should be uh, ahead of the board meeting. Uh, Jerry's obviously like, I led before, I did really well and... They're kind of throwing all these barbs at each other. It's so good. And again, it's so funny when it's like, they need to work together, they'll work together. But when it's like, gun, like all bets are off, they, the guns are pointed at each other. We have Tom kind of on the outskirts, like trying to basically be like, I'm ready to serve. I'm here. I want to throw my name in the hat. And then you have one of the most devastating put downs from Carl ever, where he's like, you're a messy interloper and nobody likes you. And essentially says, Logan is dead now. You're divorcing Shiv no one backs you. Like, what do you want us to say? Like, you're never, ever going to get it. Is there any chance for Tom, do you think? No. Tom is... The only, the only chance for Tom is that if he gets with, with Siobhan. But even she's been kind of marginalised now. Because as you say, it's been decided among the siblings that Roman and Logan... Roman and Kendall will take over as acting CEOs. Shiv is going to be across everything, but in nothing. And when you talk about, like, on the outskirts, like, Tom is the minute of uh, this company. <laughs> He's so powerful. Not the Manute. <laughs> Manute is coming up.
world. I think that's Paul Mescal and all them. There you go. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, but what even about the scene with Tom and Shiv on the stairs? Like, did you think that was genuine or did you think it was a play? Like he's recounting all these memories of them being together previously. Shiv's prior to this has been kind of sharing how like, de how devastated she is in her own way about the fact that like, Logan's not going to, rock he's not gonna be alive to rock his grandchildren to sleep and tom's like will he never do that anyway with the kids that already exist lol hashtag where are kendall's children where, um, where are kendall's children their grandfather is dead he didn't love them but he had he had money <laughs> get them in there he, did, he didn't love them but he has a few bobs so would you not turn up just for that so they must have school or something anyway who cares they're, they're not on easter holidays but like <laughs> they're on easter holidays but the bit that I thought was so ridiculous was that Tom was trying to remind Shiv of how, how in love they were when he talked about like his, when you were wearing that silk shirt. And I was like, I'm sorry, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that is, that is so like. It's like Devil Wears Prada like, vibes. Like oh, you, were in we were wearing florals for spring. Like, no, you should not be noticing that, babe. You yeah, should not exactly. be noticing why that. You, why are you so perceptive about this? You're wearing your silk blouse. Okay. Great, I'm pregnant by a gay guy. You know, it's just... <laughs> so you don't think it was legit? Or do you think it was a play to be like, well, maybe if I can rebuild with Siobhan, uh, then I'll have a better standing? I think Tom definitely realises that he's completely fucked without... without he, he has lost all power now. And he's he also saw how Kerry was treated when she arrived to the house. And oh he's only, my God, yeah, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. That was just, again, that was completely... I was like, how am I feeling sorry for Kerry? But just to finish about Tom, so I do think he's going to try and get closer to Siobhan. But again, it might be, that's a completely futile exercise because Siobhan is now on the, is now being marginalized and she's been kind of kicked out and the power is definitely not centered around her. Um, so I don't know, Tom seems to be, now see, there's always, there was in that logistics folder. I'd actually completely forgotten about it. So maybe Tom will have the last laugh. I mean, I think there's always life in the old dog yet. And he's shown himself to be very resilient. So maybe there will be something else. But at the moment, I feel, that the power pendulum has swung and it's not in his direction. You'd wonder if it's a case of having info on the rest of them. You know what I mean? Like, is that, was that what Logan, was that Logan sharing with him? Would Logan have cared enough to do that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't think so, but I'm just, I'm brainstorming now off the top of my head. Actually, maybe, maybe the power play is that he, um, he's gotten Logan's daughter pregnant. Yeah, but is he ever going to find it? Is like Shiv going to, like... Especially with the way the rest of this episode pans out. Like, I just feel like, I don't know if Shiv's ever, I think if she does tell him, I think Shiv's going to leave it till the very last moment. And then I wonder, is there going to be a lie to hurt him to be like, it's not yours? Okay, we'll, we'll do like five more minutes and then we'll wrap. I don't know what the fuck is happening here. Why am I in this twice? Anyway, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, yes, let's talk about Kerry. Where had I left there? Oh, something about Shiv. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Yeah, let's just go into Kerry. I'm recording this computer. Let's talk about Kerry. Kerry v. Marcia, SmackDown versus Raw. What? <laughs> what a scene. 
What a scene from the two of them. And two, again, powerhouse actors just going at it. I loved it. It was amazing. I've never seen Kerry, like, I mean, it's, it's, it, Marsha's literally the cat who got the cream, you know? She, mm. she knew she was coming. She had all her stuff. Obviously, uh, Marsha had arrived, come, come back to the house to see the bedroom that she once shared with Logan, had seen a load of Kerry's stuff, packed it all in the bag and just waited for her to come so she'd be able to serve her revenge, a dish best, best served cold. And then Kerry comes and she's like a blubbering mess. And she's like, you know, I want to go upstairs. Why do you think she wants to go upstairs? Oh, I don't, had you thought into this? I was just assuming that she had shit. I, I really didn't think anything of it other than like, I don't know, like to smell the bed or something or to like get, I thought more get shit, but then now I'm more like, is she like fully deluded that she's like, we were in love and I don't yeah. know actually. What did you thought? Do, do you think that maybe there was a letter or something that Logan had left her, which indicated that he wanted to marry her or whatever? Or is, or maybe she was just like, she's smell the bed, ew. Well, <laughs> sorry, I'm being a bit grim this episode. Um, I think even if there was, it wouldn't matter. None of it's, none of it stands. You know what I mean? She has no place on the board. I love like, no, no, it. We're, we're, all, we're all complete experts now in the legality of certain documents and addendums and if it's written in pencil, et cetera. I'm like, well, it wouldn't matter <laughs> She doesn't have a leg to stand on. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Don't know where I found the time to do the degree in law, but there you go. Um, <laughs> it was kind of, it, it's hard to watch that scene and be like, I can't believe I feel sorry for Kerry. And also to watch how empathetic Roman is, which he never usually is. And you're wondering, is that, a, is that because Logan is dead? And because he has that freedom now where he's not going to face the wrath of his dad being like, calling him slurs and like being really horrible to him about just being a kind person. I, I I think it was just, again, it was, it, Roman had a human reaction and just felt sorry for her because she was completely humiliated. Mm. And the fact that her bag fell open and it was all like her pills and her beauty products and stuff, like it was just such an, again, an undignified end. So she, I guess she kind of, she was like similar to Logan in that way, you know? All, all that was left of her was all that was in this tiny bag. And then she was being put in a, in a taxi to the subway to go back to her tiny apartment. I was like, oh my God. This, the That's line. the true humiliation. That's the final, like, oh, death knell. Oh yeah. my God. So good. So good. Uh, so we end really with there kind of being this informal, like, pre-board meeting, essentially. Well, I think it ends up being a board meeting because, like, Stewie's days uh, and Kendall and Roman make the case for themselves and they end up being kind of put in charge as uh, interim CEOs, acting CEOs. Uh, and have they said to Shiv, like, it's the three of us, you're across everything, it's not just us, but we're just like the face of it and obviously we have to get in there or whatever. Blah, blah. But she's clearly devastated. Uh, there's a scene where uh, she is kind of storming out of the room and she trips, which is more significant now because she's pregnant. And then she gets up and shouts at that man who's on the board who is constantly smiling now because he's incapacitated in some way and she's... You know, she's like really embarrassed. Tom is helping her. But I sent you a, a TikTok, I think. I'm going to bring it up here again so that I quote it correctly. This insane callback to, I think, season three, uh, in which Tom mentions about uh, Nero pushing his wife down the stairs and then Shiv falls. Like, what? Oh, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. That story is in particular is 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 like so chilling because it's I think it's Nero who pushes his wife down the stairs and then she ends up dying but then he finds like a slave boy who kind of has a passing resemblance to the wife and he castrates him and then marries him isn't that it? Yeah. So I mean, what does that mean for Greg? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even want to think about what that means for Greg. Poor Greg. Oh my god. He's been completely he's been completely neutered like both apparently figuratively and literally. <laughs> 
but then I, I think like, I mean, that's, so I guess it's, it's kind of like the same imagery again and again, we see Kerry falling when she drops her bag and she's like literally on the, on her hands and knees trying to, Oh my God, yeah. Remnants of her life together. Shiv is completely powerless and she falls down the stairs and she's like really, you know, throw herself together. And then we see the ultimate power move, which is that Kendall decides to go behind the back of his own brother, who is apparently meant to be sharing the role and in uh, like telling Hugo, the PR guy who we said, as we, as we said, is now compromised. His daughter sold shares in the company before Logan's death was announced, basically insider trading. Therefore, he owes the company one. And Kendall goes to him and says, publish all the negative stories about my father so that we have a, we, as in me and Ken, me and Roman have a stronger position. So it's the ultimate, I mean, I guess, again, I think this is where we see the transformation of Kendall from, you know, this bruised and battered boy to becoming this, and I don't know how it's going to work out for him because I don't think he, I really don't think he has that, you know, that uh, business instinct, but he's becoming more like his own, like his father. He's emulating his father, becoming more ruthless. And ultimately what he's going to do is he's going to betray his own father to make him look better. And I think that just sets up where we're, where we're going for the next, for the next few episodes. It's going to be a complete and utter shit show. His smile to Hugo is one of the most chilling things I've ever seen. Like, it's full, like, reincarnation. Like, pr- like uh, I suppose the resentment he still has for Logan. We didn't mention this in the funeral episode, but, you know, when they're all kind of giving their speeches, Kendall's like, I love you, but I don't forgive you. This is, again, the clear, which I think is a really healthy approach to their relationship and stuff, but then this is the clearest example of it, where it's like, he can't let him die this has to be out in the open. Roman really doesn't want it to be because he still loves his dad despite it all they, and their really weird relationship. And then also Kendall doesn't know that Roman was previously in the fold. And Tom actually tries to get in Roman's ear at that point and kind of remind him of that. But it, Roman doesn't seem to have cracked yet. I would imagine, again, that's imminent, especially as we see kind of Kendall's rise and Kendall become more evil. I disagree slightly in that I don't think... Th- I think he has it in him to be a killer and I think he's seeing this as a test, but where he falls down is his guilt. He carries guilt in a way that Logan never has, never will. So I I don't know. And then still you have people like Colin who knows about what happened at the end of season one. And I don't know if that's ever going to come up again because rich people get away with everything. Mm-hmm. And maybe it will, maybe it won't. But just knowing that there are people out there who have that info, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't it's know. It's going to be such a mess. I feel like Marie Kondo, be... you know, she's like, I love mess. That's literally me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I love mess. I love mess. Very quickly before I let you go, I've been seeing a lot of videos from the cast uh, where they're kind of talking about the season and et cetera, et cetera, and what they're kind of hoping people's reaction will be to the, I think it was either the final episode or just this season in general. And there was one quote that I thought was interesting from Nicholas Braun, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but he's basically saying, uh, you know, Cousin Greg, exactly. uh, He's basically saying he hopes that people, it's not a thing, it's not a season where people or in a finale where people come up to them in the street and they're still kind of annoyed about it years later, right? So for you, what would be an unsatisfactory ending to Succession? I think like an unsatisfactory ending would be having someone crowned, but then also having a very, oh, I, I don't know. I think there, there needs to be a clear winner at the end, as far as, as far as I'm concerned. So even if there is someone like, and I, I, I bet you it's probably going to be something like this. Like, let's say, for example, Kendall eventually becomes CEO, but then we know that somebody like the likes of Tom has information about him that could kill him. And then the final scene is like, you just see Tom coming into view or something. Like if it's, 
if there's no clear ending, and they're absolutely, I, the more I talk about it, the more I realize that they definitely will do this. So I'm actually getting annoyed now, six episodes <laughs> out. But I think there needs to be a clear winner. The thing is called succession. Who will succeed? I think so. Yeah, I agree. I Someone said it in my succession screen box again on Instagram last night that they reckon Shiv will automatically take over um, and Shiv will announce her pregnancy then and then be like, bye, and she's automatically on maternity leave. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> which is kind of a sleigh. That's Shiv women's rights. Yeah, maternity leave again, you know? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's still all to play for. I love the show. What a I... great two episodes. Like, yeah, eight... I know. Like, I'm so excited to end. Oh, so good. Owen Keane, thank you so much for joining me for the second episode of Suckheads. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. That was it for this episode. Uh, we will be back again in two weeks for another recap of the next two episodes of Succession, the final season. If you want to watch Succession, catch up on seasons one through three. They're all on now. Uh, new episodes every Monday night on Sky Atlantic if you are currently watching season four, which I hope you are. If you haven't watched Succession, I'm not really sure why you're here, but happy to have you I suppose a listen is a listen Um, thank you so much for listening and we will be back in two weeks bye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.